This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a major personnel manager of the federal government is calling it quits and heading to the private sector. GSA touts success in reducing the federal government's real estate footprint. And federal contractors want an even playing field when it comes to continuously vetting their employees. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Deputy Director for Management Margaret Weikert will be leaving the Office of Management and Budget for the private sector next month. Weikert says she's changed the conversation about what's possible in government during her tenure. She'll be the Managing Director for Accenture's commercial practice. Members of Congress and at least one employee group praised Weikert for contributions to the president's management agenda. She's been at OMB since February 2018. Another key IT executive at the Homeland Security Department is leaving. Paul Beckman, the Chief Information Security Officer at DHS, is moving to a new position in the private sector. He becomes the third senior IT official to leave the agency since November. And since June, DHS has lost its CIO, Deputy CIO, Enterprise Network Director, and now its CISO. Beckman, who has worked at DHS for 14 years, is joining Consolidated Nuclear Security in Tennessee. His last day at DHS is February 21st. Deputy CISO Dr. Teresa Lang will serve as acting CISO in the meantime. I'm Jason Miller. Over 1,100 former Justice Department employees have published a letter calling for the resignation of Attorney General William Barr. The group criticized Barr's handling of the case against Roger Stone. The letter includes signatures from DOJ employees dating back to the Eisenhower and Kennedy administrations, according to Politico. A former State Department contracting officer is facing 87 months in jail and a $25,000 fine after being convicted of 13 counts of conspiracy, bribery, wire fraud, and making false statements. The Justice Department says Zaldi Sabino engaged in a bribery and procurement fraud scheme. Sabino received more than $500,000 in cash from an owner of a Turkish construction firm while overseeing contracts to the company. The Navy may have run afoul of federal procurement rules as it scrambled to recover from a damaging hurricane season. A review by the DOD Inspector General says Naval Facilities Engineering Command appears to have set up an illegal contract structure by agreeing to pay contractors percentage-based fees on top of their actual costs. The work was done as part of the Hurricane Irma recovery in 2017 and 2018. Federal regulations don't allow those types of awards because they tend to incentivize vendors to inflate their costs to earn excess profit. The Navy says it will ask the Defense Contract Audit Agency to take a detailed look at the arrangement and ask for refunds if necessary. Civilian government employees who are deployed into war zones like Iraq and Afghanistan need better services to reintegrate them back into society once they return. A new study from the RAND Corporation states civilian deployees often seek assistance when returning home but lack the knowledge on what is offered. RAND recommends the Defense Department and other federal agencies work to consolidate post-deployment services and raise awareness on what is offered. RAND also says agencies should mandate exit interviews to get useful information about what civilians need after a deployment. President Trump intends to nominate Catherine Wheelbarger to be Deputy Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. Wheelbarger served as Policy Director and Counsel on the Senate Armed Services Committee. She is currently performing the duties of Assistant Secretary of Defense for International Security Affairs. Wheelbarger will take over for Carrie Bingen, who left the Pentagon last month. 
The Army's number two real estate official has been tapped for a promotion. Jordan Gillis, Deputy Assistant Secretary for Installations, Energy, and Environment, is the White House's pick to be the next Assistant Secretary of Defense for Sustainment. That position is in charge of managing the long-term costs of weapon systems once they've been procured. Gillis would replace Robert McMahon, who retired last November. Over the past seven years, the General Services Administration has cut the federal government's lease property footprint by about 10 million square feet. The agency's fiscal 2021 budget justification to Congress shows that agencies went from about 194 million square feet of lease space in 2014 to just under 183 million square feet projected in 2021. GSA's push to reduce leased office space stems from a 2015 Obama administration strategy that continued under the Trump administration. The Environmental Protection Agency would move forward with one of the agency's largest workforce consolidation efforts under the administration's fiscal 2021 budget request. It seeks to relocate 1,200 employees from a leased building in Arlington, Virginia, to the agency's headquarters in D.C. The consolidation would begin in March 2021 when the EPA's lease on the Arlington building expires. The General Services Administration seeks $48 million next year to upgrade elevators and a wheelchair lift in the EPA headquarters to handle increased capacity. Congress is planning on early action towards the 2021 National Defense Authorization Act. Here with the details is Federal News Network's Tom Temin. An unnamed aide tells Bloomberg government the House Armed Services Committee will mark up its version of the bill on April 29th. The Senate Armed Services Committee will consider its bill about a month later. House concerns will include what to do about the position of chief management officer at the Defense Department and finding the right mix of research and development spending. Ranking member Mac Thornberry tells BGov he's anticipating a smooth process. I'm Tom Temin. And federal contractors say they face more scrutiny and share more information when monitoring their employees on continuous vetting and insider threat programs than their government counterparts. The Intelligence and National Security Alliance says a greater portion of contractors are subject to continuous monitoring, while not all agencies are. INSA recommends the government establish common vetting standards for both feds and contractors. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 